everybody, and welcome back to True Time. This week's story has been gaining a lot of attention recently due to some very recent discoveries. So this is the Sherry Papini case. everybody hello everyone my name is avery and my name is dylan and welcome to true time welcome guys hello anybody who's coming back or if you're new here we are pretty excited because i'm assuming there's some new people here due to some of our recent downloads increasing quite a bit yeah this has been a crazy week yeah i would say really exciting yeah it's definitely been a record-breaking week for us in terms of downloads and daily downloads yeah so thank you all again so much you guys are changing our lives and we appreciate it (laughs) yeah we saw a record download for monday and then throughout the week it's just Mm -hmm. been consistently high which is crazy to us because we usually have some dips just because i mean most of our people listen on the first day sometimes in the middle of the week but yeah, it's been it's been exciting yeah. to see so many new people coming in. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. So thank you all, and we hope to keep up our numbers. And we pretty much can only do that yeah. through you guys sharing and being supportive. So we're all a team here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really awesome to see that you guys are liking the stories. And we've gotten some really nice comments lately. So thank you to everybody who has messaged us or commented on something. We read them all and really appreciate it. Yeah, Avery Avery really likes feedback from from the listeners. So if you have anything to say or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be fully positive. If you want to give some ideas or you just want to tell us some stories that you think would you'd like to hear from Avery's storytelling abilities. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hit us up. Yeah. But this week, last week definitely was a good week in terms of the podcast, but we've also been super busy over here. Mm -hmm. Have a lot going on lately. And so it definitely keeps us motivated to keep working hard. Yeah. Yeah, we've been uh, working, podcast, and then uh, been planning a wedding. Yes. That's a big one. Our wedding is going to be in Texas, and as you all know, if you don't know, we'll tell you again. Um, we are already technically married. We have a, we had a super tiny, um, like civil ceremony, I guess you'd say, here in Germany, but with COVID and being so far away, we weren't able to celebrate with all of our family and friends. So we are planning. The big celebration to be in October of this year, so almost exactly a year later. Mm -hmm. And planning it has been really fun, definitely not as easy as I was hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you hear the stories where everybody says planning a wedding is so stressful, and I was hoping to make it as seamless as possible, but... Not going to happen. There's stress involved. Yeah. Because there's so many different options. You 
can have so many different types of weddings, so many mm-hmm. different types of food, so many different types of DJs. Like you don't even realize how challenging it is to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily I've had some good resources because not being in Texas is kind of a challenge when I can't yeah. go meet these people and talk to them face to face. I've had some like good Facebook boards and everything and We've been able to pick all of our vendors, but it was really hard <laughs> to like streamline and read reviews. So, but it's been going well. Yeah, it has. It all has. of our vendors are pretty much locked down. Yeah. And we were lucky. We got a lot of good people who, I mean, who we spoke to vendor wise. Yeah. Who are all super nice, super cool. So that only helps, helps us because it would make it so hard <laughs> if people are just not working with us. So. Yeah, it would be a challenge to not hear back from people because that happened a few times. So I'd have to like move on to like the next person on my list. And so, because I know now that COVID restrictions aren't as intense as they have been in previous years, all the weddings that were canceled are now happening Mm -hmm. or being planned like normal again. So there's been a lot of weddings going on. So it was kind of hard to like squeeze in there, but luckily we're getting married on Thursday. Yeah. So I think that's literally the only reason we've been (laughs) able to get most of our first picks Mm -hmm. because not many people get married on the weekdays. But if any of you are getting married or know of someone getting married, definitely getting married on a weekday save so much money so oh there's my gosh, a tip so there much money it's half the price for us yeah so if you want any wedding tips you can message me i will give you what i know so far <laughs> or if you have any tips or ideas or things you did at your ceremony that you really liked let me know because now we're kind of on the small details yeah, yeah. and there's hundreds of small details so there are. let me know or if you want some guidance i will give it to you <laughs> but that's what's going on over here yeah, just living life, planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. I just realized the day we were recording this, today was the first day of spring. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, being able to just say it's spring and no longer winter feels really good too. Yeah, it sort of alleviates a little bit of a mental blockage, I feel like. Yeah. I don't feel like there's much that gets done during the winter. Mm-hmm. If you're in a cold area, yeah. If you're living in like California, screw off. You don't, you don't belong in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you but. get sunshine all the time. <laughs> but no, no. But that's trust me, no shade thrown. No just. shade, no shade. <laughs> we just are tired of the shade. Yeah. <laughs> we want sunshine and warmth. Yeah. But yeah, so it's now spring. Wedding stuff going on. It's pretty much our life update. Yeah. So. That being said, are you ready for this week's case? I'm very ready. So this story was actually recommended to me by someone in my DMs. I had just heard about it on TikTok. And then when I saw it recommended, I was like, yeah, this would be really interesting to talk about right now. So nice. we are going to get into it. So it's recent. Some, some parts of it, the recent discoveries and stuff are only a couple weeks old, like beginning of March. But this case happened a few years ago. Okay, so new things are being discovered. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So this case begins on November 2nd, 2016 in Redding, California. Sherry Papini was 34 years old and was married to her husband, Keith Papini. They had been married for seven years and had two children together. 
Their daughter was four at the time and their son was two. The day started out as normal. Keith went to work at Best Buy and their two children were taken to daycare. Sherry went out for her afternoon jog. However, something was wrong when Sherry didn't pick up her children from daycare that day. Keith returned home from work to his wife, nowhere to be found. According to SackB.com, Keith and family members used the Find My iPhone app in an attempt to figure out where Sherry could possibly be. When they followed the tracker, it led them to find her cell phone and headphones on a road just about a mile from their home. Oh, no. They immediately notified the police that Sherry was missing. That would be terrible to just see that. Yeah, it would be such a letdown, I feel like. Your heart would drop. Mm -hmm. This sent the town of Reading into a panic, but the community came together to provide support for the Papini family. Multiple searches were put together, and the community looked everywhere, hoping to find any clues as to where Sherry could have been. According to People.com, a GoFundMe was created for the family as well, and it raised $49,000. Oh, dang. Yeah. Just four days after Sherry had gone missing, Keith went on Good Morning America asking for anyone to come forward with information they might have and said she was, quote, definitely taken against her will, end quote, according to SACB.com. This case was difficult for the police due to the amount of traction the story was gaining through the media. The story was making national and international headlines, so they felt extremely responsible for finding some answers. Rumors circulated that Keith was responsible for Sherry's disappearance, but multiple family members stated that none of those claims were true. Police had kept their eye on Keith as a suspect, but other than that, they didn't have much evidence or information to go off of at all. On Thanksgiving, November 24th, everything changed. 22 days after Sherry had gone missing, at 4.30 in the morning, she was found about 150 miles south from her home in Yolo County on the side of a highway. That is far. Yeah. She was found with a chain around her waist, bounded at the wrists, and her body was covered with multiple bruises, burns, and scabs. Oh, my god! And her nose was broken. Oh, my god. She was emaciated, weighing about 87 pounds. Her long blonde hair was chopped off, and a message had been branded into her right shoulder. Oh my gosh. In my research, it hasn't been released what the branding says, but it was confirmed that it was a message and not a symbol, according to abcnews.go.com. What the heck? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard from one of these stories. I know. And she was alive? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. That's brutal. It's rough. When Sherry was reunited with her husband, his first sight of her was in a hospital bed. He informed Good Morning America that she had gone through extreme mental abuse along with her physical abuse. Once the police were able to sit down and talk with Sherry, she revealed what had happened to her over the last 22 days. She told the police that while she was out on her jog on November 2nd, two Hispanic women, one somewhere between their 20s and 30s and the other in their 40s or 50s, pulled up to her in a dark-colored SUV. They then held her at gunpoint with a small revolver so they could abduct her. 
Sherry said that both of the women wore face coverings, so all she knew was that the younger one had thin eyebrows and wore earrings, while the other one had thick eyebrows. Some of the main things she remembered was that the older woman was extremely mean to her and that her breath smelled like coffee, according to People.com. She was able to describe enough details that the police were actually able to release composite sketches of the two women and release them to the public. With more details of Sherry's abduction coming together, the FBI was also involved since it was starting to sound like this may have been a human trafficking cartel that was responsible. Oh my. Sherry recalled that the woman primarily spoke Spanish and in her interview with police said they played mariachi music loudly from her ride after being abducted through the time she spent being held captive. She told police that they kept her in some small closet or room with boarded up windows and chained up with only a bucket and cat litter in it to use as her toilet, according to SACB.com. What the heck? Yeah, that would be terrible. In her interview, she told police that one of the abductors, while laughing, said, quote, No one believes you. Everyone thinks you ran away. No one believes you. Guess what? The buyer's a cop. They're never going to find you. End quote. Gosh. This situation was extremely rare. According to abcnews.go.com, the FBI looked back at their missing person statistics for 2015, and there were 84,961 with 18,687 being involuntary abductions, and only about half of them survive and make it back home. That's insane. So they're saying only 18,000 of the 84,000, though, are involuntary? Mm-hmm. What does voluntary abduction mean? That they're just... You just go along with it. I'll explain more about human okay. trafficking at the end yeah, and as to why... Those would be more voluntary, but from what I read and what I heard in the news bit, it said that those 18,000 were involuntary. Okay. But only half of those people survive. survive. Yeah, that's really scary. The police and FBI agents were only left with more questions after talking with Sherry since none of the information provided really explained why her and why they let her go after so long. Yeah, 22 days. Mm -hmm. This began to spark rumors that maybe the story was all a hoax. However, Sherry's family, law enforcement, and even the mayor of Reading all supported her and stated that her story was true and she was a hero. The town of Reading even had a huge celebration for her return home that the mayor even attended on December 3rd, 2016. That's cool. This type of crime was an extreme offense, and the Shasta's County Sheriff's Office was not going to give up until they arrested the people responsible for Sherry's abduction. As some time went on, though, there wasn't any new information released and no real leads had come up. By October of 2017, the police made a huge discovery. The police had tested the clothes Sherry was wearing the day she was found, and on her underwear and sweatpants, they did find DNA. However, the DNA did not belong to a woman. They belonged to a man, and that man was not her husband, Keith. According to Sackby.com, they put the DNA into the criminal database, but no matches came up. 
Around this time, there were also some inconsistencies police were finding in Sherry's story. Things like she claimed to have cut her foot while fighting her captors, but there was no cut, and that when they released her, she heard a gunshot, but police found no evidence of any disturbances or unresolved homicides in Yolo County, according to SACB.com. This is weird. Police were hoping their DNA sample would bring answers, and eventually it did. In 2019, the police and the FBI were able to request a familial DNA search to find a match. This searches the databank for relatives of the unknown offender. In March of 2020, they found a male relative that matched the DNA, and that male relative was actually related to one of Sherry's ex-boyfriends, according to People.com. Oh, no. Sherry and her ex-boyfriend had broken up in 2006. So in order to fully confirm that the DNA matched this ex-boyfriend, the police collected a bottle of honest honey green tea from his trash outside of his apartment in June. It was a match. And on August 10th, 2020, the police brought in Sherry's ex-boyfriend for questioning to understand what actually happened the three weeks she was missing. Her ex-boyfriend told the police shocking information. He and Sherry had planned out everything, and she stayed with him the entire time and was never actually abducted. What the heck? Isn't that crazy? This is messed up. I know. You were getting really involved and emotional in what happened to her. Well, she was messed up. Yeah. And she did that to herself? We'll get into it. Bro, people are crazy. (laughs) Let's keep going. In 2015, they had gotten back in communication with each other because the ex had found some of her belongings from when they were together and mailed them back to her parents' home. She told him that her husband was abusive, and even though she had filed police reports, they were not helping her, which there was no evidence of this at all. Okay, I was about to say. She then told him she needed his help to get away. They used prepaid phones for all of their communicating. So, on November 2nd, he drove up from Southern California to pick her up. During her time staying with him at his apartment, she never left and intentionally did things to herself to make her abduction look real. Gosh. She started to eat a lot less so she would lose weight, and she even had him help her cause some of the visible injuries on her body. He told police that he had never laid any hands on her, but said, quote, she told him, bank a puck off my leg, so he shot a puck off her leg lightly, according to People.com. Like a hockey puck? I guess so. Oh, that would hurt. He also went to Hobby Lobby and purchased a wood-burning tool per her request so that he could brand her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being in such a headspace that you would allow someone to brand you so it would look like you were abducted this woman is far gone and i want to know what she branded on herself i'm confused why she did all this and then went back i don't know i'm so confused what is the motive or just craziness i think it's the latter But she also chopped off all of her own hair. 
And all of this and more information was released in a 55-page criminal complaint that is full of Sherry's ex-boyfriends and others' affidavits giving their statements and evidence that Sherry was never actually abducted and had a past of lying and stuff like that. Yeah. At the end of the three weeks, she told her ex-boyfriend that she missed her children and wanted to go home. (laughs) So he helped her by driving her almost seven hours in a rental car north and dropping her off on the side of the highway to make it look like she had been released. He told the police that he did all of this for Sherry in the hopes that they may get back together, but after he dropped her off that day, they never spoke again. Bro. So three days after they received all of this news, on August 13th, the FBI questioned Sherry and Keith again. She still told police that her story was true and that her ex-boyfriend had nothing to do with her abduction. However, once her husband left the room, she did mention that she had been in contact with him, but that was all, according to SACB.com. She was warned that lying to a federal agent was a crime and that they had evidence she was never actually abducted, but she never strayed from her story, according to edition.cnn.com. With the evidence and confession from Sherry's ex-boyfriend, the police and FBI were able to determine that she had not been kidnapped and tortured at all, but she had completely made up the whole story and was staying with her ex the entire time. Making the mayor look goofy. She was arrested on March 3rd, 2022, now 39 years old. So for us, that's like 17 days ago. Yeah. She was charged with lying to a federal agent and mail fraud because she received $30,000 from the California Victims Compensation Board. Dang. And she also got all that money from... The GoFundMe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. While dropping her children off at music lessons, an FBI agent went up to Sherry and identified himself, then told her that she was under arrest. She supposedly screamed and tried to run away, which to him was resisting arrest. (laughs) Her arrest was intense and her family has made statements that they were appalled by how she was ambushed in front of her children. Oh my goodness. She was released from jail after her family posted a $120,000 bond, according to CBSnews.com. Dang. She was deemed to not be a threat to the community, but must undergo psychiatric treatment and give up her passport. According to SACB.com, her federal court preliminary hearing is set for March 25th, so we'll see what happens in the next few days. Yeah. But this discovery was not a relief for anyone who has been involved in the case from the beginning. For so long, police and the FBI believed this case was about human trafficking, and the current Shasta County Sheriff, Michael Johnson, said, quote, Human trafficking is a real thing, and there are victims out there that need our help. Investigations are complex and budgets are tight. So when we put all that effort into such a case and find out these things are not what they seemed, and we've been deceived and law enforcement has been duped, it's really taxing on everybody, end quote. Yeah, I mean, they were getting pressure from national news. And it would have looked bad if they were sort of slacking on this. Yeah. And they assumed the worst. They put so much money and time into this. And it caused a lot of panic in the Hispanic community because they were going after 
these two women that Sherry had described, quote unquote. So it caused a lot of panic in communities and money. And it's just heartbreaking what yeah. interview how many interviews had to be done and she people that were brought fined in for that stuff mm-hmm. she wasted everyone's time and she's insane yeah she's causing issues according to cbsnews.com sherry's fake abduction story has cost the shasta county police department taxpayers victims and other various donors more than two hundred thousand dollars hey they could pay a hundred and twenty thousand dollar bond I know. Get them that 250 grand on their Seriously. According to abc7.com, her mail fraud charge could cause her to face up to 20 years in prison, while a lying to a federal agent charge is around a five year sentence. Dang, I didn't know it was that long. Mm hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, so obviously, only a couple weeks ago, earlier this month, the arrests were made, the charges have been set into place so it'll only continue to grow from there but that's this story and that's where it's at right now so there's definitely a lot of big news coming up to keep an eye out on Mm -hmm. so it's super interesting i just i can't imagine what would drive someone to do any of that in the first place but then like to be able to harm yourself and it's just really makes me very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so yeah that's where this story's at right now. But I did want to say that despite Sherry's story being made up, human trafficking is still very real and affects thousands of people every year. So according to PolarisProject.org, in 2020, there were 10,583 human trafficking incidents reported to the Human Trafficking Hotline and there were 16,658 victims involved. Gosh. And you have to keep in mind, that's only what's been reported. Yeah. Human trafficking is considered to be modern slavery and is most commonly used for sex and labor. The internet is currently where most of the recruitment takes place now. One statistic from the website says, quote, there was a 125% increase in reports of recruitment on Facebook over the previous year and a 95% increase on Instagram, end quote. What are they talking about recruitment? Like finding people to bring people in? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Another shocking piece of information is that most recruitment comes from family members or intimate partners. I had no idea about that. That is insane. And you mentioned it earlier. I'm wondering if this is what voluntary mm-hmm. abductions mean because mm-hmm. it's going with family or going with a partner. Yeah. Okay. The website says, quote, in 2020, among all forms of trafficking whose recruitment relationships were known, which is 4,142, the proportion of victims recruited by a family member or caregiver increased significantly. were brought into trafficking by a member of their own families, end quote. That's the most messed up thing I've ever heard. I know. And, quote, 39% were recruited via an intimate partner or a marriage proposition, end quote. So these people are getting hit up. Like, hey, if you can bring someone for, like, as a sex worker, we're going to, like, 
we'll give you five grand or something. Yeah, I'm assuming these people are just mixed up with members of human trafficking circles and they just recruit them either they find people online to start talking to and building relationships with or family members. I don't even know where to begin how to understand all that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And it, that's something I didn't know. I've heard stories uh, yeah. about being in college. Um, we I was in a sorority and we had like a huge group chat and frequently I heard of like, hey, watch out for this street or this parking lot. I had a friend or a roommate who was followed because oftentimes I've heard it's women who do come up to you and they try to ask you to like join this like church thing or a mm-hmm. like a group, a Bible study group, like, and it starts to sound weird and they try to like corner you or something. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard stories of cars being marked. Um, so now yeah. with the air tag stuff. Yeah. Now with the air tags, they can follow you. It's mm-hmm. insane. It's it's so hard because you can do all the right things, you know, have pepper spray or go somewhere in groups. But when these people have family members or partners, which are typically people you trust bringing them into it, it's a whole nother world. (sighs) So it's just heartbreaking to me, especially for someone to try to pose that this is what happened to them. Yeah. It's disgusting. But the Polaris Project is a non-for-profit, and I have the website linked below in the case sources. And if you know of anyone you can help in the situation, contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text 233-733. And I will have that information also linked in the case sources. Dang, that's that's scary. That's scary stuff. It really is. So, I don't know where the case is going to go next, but all I hope is that it could bring good attention towards how serious human trafficking is and mm-hmm. hopefully money that deserves to be spent on solving real cases Yeah, will be what happens in the future. And I hope justice will be served for wasting yes. FBI and police time. Honestly. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, we'll probably give an update on this at some point whenever more information comes out and everything for the case. But But just something for you all to keep an eye out on. Yeah. All righty. I guess we'll move on to the question of the day. Yes. Lighten the mood for us, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) So we were thinking the question of the day today, with it being spring, and beautiful weather where we are at what do you guys like to do to stay active so this doesn't mean it has to be like hitting the gym or something it could be as simple as going on walks playing with your dog maybe you're like in an intramural in, in, <laughs> intramural intramural i can't say it very, <laughs> i'm choking all right sports teams <laughs> so it could be anything that you do for fun or just when it's sunny outside that you want to do to stay active. So Avery, you should answer first. Okay. So there's lots of different things we do here, like hiking and stuff, but something that um, I can't 
or we can't do because we don't own these is I love actually going on bike rides. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy being on a bike. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think it was like a year or two ago. I was staying with my best friend over spring break and some of the summer and she and her sister had bikes. And so I borrowed one of their bikes and we went on like a bike ride in the evening. Mm -hmm. I forgot how much I love doing that. It's so fun and you can talk while you do it or just relax. And I don't know, I really, really enjoyed it. We don't have bikes here and it's also really hilly for the most part. (laughs) So I'm, I'm more of a (laughs) a flat, (laughs) I need a flat road. Our neighborhood actually isn't too bad, but where my family lives yeah, you're not riding. You a bike cannot up that ride a hill. bike there. And that's where I lived most of the time. Mm-hmm. So my beach cruiser is currently at their home. It definitely needs new tires. But um <laughs> my bubblegum pink beach cruiser is Oh gosh. Located there. I think I got <laughs> it in seventh grade. <laughs> but it still works. But uh yeah. So maybe I should uh put some air in the tires or something and Yeah, we could look into Read it around here. Renovating your bicycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dylan's like, spray paint it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I actually really love bike rides. They're one of my favorite things, especially on like a summer evening. It's my favorite time mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Dylan? I mean, I just love going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to. You know, I love just going in there. Single mindset of just getting that workout done, not worried about anything else, just mentally murdering yourself, <laughs> like just dying. And it's terrible, but it feels amazing. Like, I don't know. That's that's my go-to, even if it's on the outside. <laughs> yeah, it is funny to watch Dylan working out because he'll be lifting or squatting or something and the weight is a billion times what I could ever do and his face is all in the zone and it looks like all of his muscles are about to explode and then when he finishes his set he's like goofy and like makes a funny face or something at me and I'm like how did you just go from looking like you were about to combust to being so goofy and mm-hmm. like when it's it's funny to watch but yeah the gym is definitely his element that's for sure yeah it used to not be but it's definitely grown yeah. to be be my thing i hope when i grow up that's how i feel <laughs> i'm still getting there yeah i'm like seven years deep so yeah i like the results and i like it in the moment it's for me it's just getting there yeah i definitely have to push you to get there mm-hmm. yep <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i like that and i just like a simple walk i i used to ride my bikes with my friends all the time when i was younger but i haven't ridden a bike in a long time so i I'm, forgot how much i loved it we have to look into doing that more. So it's so relaxing. I actually we really could get enjoy a cheap it. bike for like a hundred bucks. So. That's true. Yeah, it's just got it's just got a pedal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let us know your guys' answers. You can always hit us up, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok for our podcast is at True Time Podcast. So you can hit us up from there. We always check those things. And that's where Avery will post photos of all the cases so you can see who the people look like, uh, case sources, whatever you want to get more in-depth if you want to see more of the story. And then for Avery's personal posts, um, just to keep up with our life, soon we'll be posting a lot about a cat. (laughs) But 
So that's at Avery E. Hamill, and that's at uh, on Instagram and TikTok. So check it out. Yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody who voted on oh, yeah. which cat you think we got. Um, I will post the results. The results. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't do that. I just wanted to see, I, I just wanted to see, I did a poll. I was between doing a poll and like the multiple choice, which tells you if you got it right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty even, but the orange cat, the orange kitten was in the lead. So tomorrow, or for us, it's tomorrow. Today is Monday. Go check today and see if you were right. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't know, we're getting a kitten. So yeah, go back a few episodes. (laughs) We're getting a kitten and we're really excited. Um, We definitely made some kitten purchases last week. Oh yeah. (laughs) His cat tree is already in our living room. Massive. And Dylan and I just stare at it and it makes us sad because we want him here. (laughs) But yeah, so go check out our story and see which kitten we got. And we will keep you guys posted on that and Mm -hmm. check out the case sources and the case photos and let us know what you thought of this story and where you think it's going to go from from here. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. I hope you have a super safe, hopefully sunny week. And we'll talk to you next Monday. All righty. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone.